0: on a Sunday, any other time, amen, house of God's where we need to be. And I tell you what, I'm thankful for all the Lord does for us. Amen. We don't thank Him enough, do we? We really don't. We don't thank Him enough. But I'm thankful for all that He does and all that He's going to do. Praise God. And I I just, I'm so thankful for all the deacons here. And uh, just be praying for Shiloh. Be in prayer for it. Um, the Lord's going to send the right person. Uh, He already knows who it is. Amen. Amen. And we just have to wait upon the Lord. Amen. Well, if you've got your Bibles with you this morning, turn with us to Daniel chapter number 6. Daniel chapter number 6. Amen. When you find a place, please stand for the reading of God's word. Chapter number 6. Amen. If you found a place, say amen. amen. We're going to start reading at verse number 10. And the Bible says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber. Toward Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime then these men assembled and found daniel praying and and making supplication before god then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days save of thee o king Uh, shall be cast into the den of lions, the king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree uh, that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Uh, then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and labored till the, till the going down of the sun. Uh, then these men assembled unto the king and said unto, unto the uh, king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be charged let's go to the lord in prayer father we thank you for another day to be in thy house lord lord i pray god that you would touch each and every heart look over each and every one that's here lord and lord i pray god that you would just look over this church lord build a hedge up around it lord and just help us god and Lord, help us to upbuild your kingdom, Lord, and just to see, just for people to come and listen to the Word of God. And Lord, I thank you for all that you do. Lord, once again, go with us, Lord, and help us, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen. You may be seated. I want us to think for just a couple of minutes. We've been silent too long. Um, if if you're a Bible reader, there's no doubt about it. You've done read this, but I'm going to preach on it for just a couple of minutes. Now we find in the first part of uh, chapter number 6, I'm going to go through it for just a minute, we find a man named Darius, And he was a king over a kingdom, no doubt about it. But we find that he kind of got jealous about Daniel and Daniel worshipping the everlasting God. He kind of got a little uh, worried about it. So then he made a decree that no man, should worship God but should worship the king. Amen. Now we find that Daniel here where I just started reading in verse number 10 we find that Daniel what was the first thing that he done? He went to his palace and he got down and he prayed to God and the Bible says that he opened all the windows and I guarantee you when he got down and prayed it wasn't a quiet prayer. He prayed to God and he gave God all that he had. He didn't care what the world had to say. He didn't care what his neighbors had to say he just went right on and he kept on praying to God and see I begin to think about that this week and I begin to think how the church has become quiet on everything in the world we let everything just keep on going we don't silence I'm going to tell you what the church of the everlasting God is still as powerful today the day it was created, but you know what's happened? We've, we've become silent, folks, when we ought to be out there telling people that Jesus saves, telling people what Jesus can do for them. But you know what I find? I find that people are afraid they're going to offend somebody. Brother, I want to tell you something. My Savior walked up Calvary's hill and he died for me. And I'm going to tell you something. He didn't care about it. He didn't care what the world thought of him. Praise God. He said he's going to be about his father's business, brother. I'm going to tell you something. I better be about my father's business. I'm going to tell you Jesus is coming back, folks. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Jesus is coming back. And the house of the living God has been quiet too long. Church used to have a part in society. Amen. Come on now. Church used to have a part in society, but we've forgotten about it. Hey, man, we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to cause a big sin. Brother, I'm going to tell you what, if the Bible calls it sin, it's always going to be sin. If the Bible says it's wrong, brother, it's always going to be wrong. But I'm going to tell you what, if the Bible says it's right, praise God, you can take the money and put it in the bank because thank God it'll always be right. You know, Daniel could have easily just gave in to it. Daniel could have just easily said, well, you know what, that's the law, praise God. But he knew exactly what God had done for his family. He knew what God had done for the church. Look at it today, folks. Look at what God's done for our church. Look where God's brought our church. Brought us from a little old holler down the road here. And look where we're sitting at today. Hey, man, Mildred could tell you about that church, couldn't you, Mildred? They wasn't no luxury. They wasn't no air condition. Was there any air condition, Mildred? Did you have a padded pew to sit in? But you still come to worship God, didn't you? Hey, man, you know what? I find them pe- man alive. Them people that worshipped in that heart—they were the most powerful men and women that you'd ever be around. Daniel could have just went on, you know. And, but he knew what God could do. He knew saw his family serve the same God he saw it all thank God Daniel wasn't silent I believe old Satan's got too many Christians silenced these days hey man got him on a leash praise God you don't you don't do this and you don't do that you don't say this and you don't say that you might ruffle some feathers thank God I'm gonna tell you up we're too close to home I don't care no more if the word of God needs to be preached thank God it needs to be preached and it needs to be preached right now more than ever before. I just love that about Daniel. Just open, I mean, opened up the windows. Listen to that. Went into his house and his windows, being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a full time. That means as he did before the decree. Hey Amen. It didn't matter to him because he knew God could save. He knew God could take this time, whatever they do to him, God could take it and turn it into a blessing. And that's exactly what God done. Well, we find, moving on down, we find that the king found out about it and the king wasn't happy about it. So then Daniel was cast into the lion's den. Everybody knows about it. If you don't know about it, you need to read the Word of God. Amen. Daniel was cast into the lion's den. You know, I guarantee you when they cast him into that lion's den, they thought, well, that's the end of him. We ain't got to hear about his God no more. We ain't got to hear anything to do with him anymore. What does the Bible say there in verse number 22? My God hath sent his angels and hath shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Thank God. See, I'm going to tell you something. Daniel stood up for God. Daniel wasn't silent. Daniel preached exactly what God wanted him to preach. Daniel done exactly what God wanted him to do. The world didn't like it. But thank God, God comes through every time. God comes through every time. You know, I have no doubt about it. We see, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I know for a fact Christians are being ashamed of what they believe in, but my Bible tells me in Romans chapter 1, verse number 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For the Jew first and also the Greek. Isn't that good? I don't have to be ashamed. I can hold up my hands and say God's been good to me. As we sung that song, I'm blessed, praise God. I've got everything I've ever needed. Most importantly, i got Jesus. Amen, that's all I needed, thank God. I didn't need money. I didn't need none of that. only thing I needed was to be born again. Amen. Moving on down. This is where we're getting into the meat of the sermon here, or as I should say, the chicken and dumplings of the sermon here. You look right there, chapter number 6, verse 25. The king had saw what God had done for Daniel. Verse number 25. Then king Darius wrote unto all people, nations and languages, that dwelt in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Daniel took that time. Daniel wasn't silent and look what it got. Look at how God got the glory out of all that. Same way today, I'm going to tell you something, if you hold fast to God and if you stand up for God, God will always get the glory. Even when you're down on your knees praying, God's still getting the glory. Even when the world casts you into a lion's den, thank God he'll always get the glory. He took that, I'm going to tell you what, you just imagine, you look at all the people that after that happened worshipped Daniel's God our God just because one man stood up one man stood in the gap one man said you know what I'm not gonna let man tell me what to do I'm gonna do what God wants me to do amen Matthew chapter number 16, verse 18, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. What does that mean? I'm going to tell you what. It don't matter what you say as long as it's according to the word of God. You can go do whatever you want to. Satan will throw you everything he's got, praise God, but the gates of hell. Will never prevail it you build your house on that rock called Jesus thank God that's the only rock that's the only cornerstone that's the only way and that's the only life I would ever want to live it's for Jesus I'm going to tell you what there used to be a time y'all can, y'all can uh, recollect it better than I can because I can't amen but there used to be a time when people would go by the church houses. I've heard this said several times. And they'd turn the radio off when they went by the church. If they were drinking, they'd put that beer can down. There used to be a time, I visit a lot of people. There used to be a time when you'd walk in people's house and they'd hide the beer. <laughs> Anymore, they will just say, you want to drink? What's happened? We've been silent too long. Thank God we've been silent too long. We don't stand on the Word of God like we used to. Amen. We don't stand up for God like we used to. We just want everybody to like us. I'm going to tell you what, everybody that went, what was around Jesus, not everybody liked Him. Matter of fact, the Bible says the world will hate you for His name's sake. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter what the world thinks of. It don't matter what your neighbor thinks of you. Now, it matters what you think about your neighbor, thank God. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You know what should matter? What God thinks about you. Are you standing up for God? Are you doing what you need to be doing for God? See, I'm, I'm just so tired of the church being silent. I'm tired of it. We're past that. If there's ever a time that the church needs to be rising up and telling people and calling out sin and telling people how to get right, it's the time we're living in. I don't need no television preacher to blow on me and heal me, thank God. I don't need no TV preacher to send me some money because I feel bad. Thank God, only thing that you need is Jesus. And you know what? I'm going to get a little rough here for just a minute. I'm going to get a little rough. We've let homosexuality take over our country. I'm going to tell you what, you look at California right now. You look at California. You look at Nevada. You look at Sin City. You look at how... is raging on the streets. You see how pornography is raging throughout this country. You look at that and they wonder why they're on fire. Thank God they're living in hell. It ain't no wonder they're on fire. You take you a good look at it today. I don't care if I offend anybody this morning because I'm going to tell you what, if they don't repent and turn from their evil ways, they'll go to a devil's hell. They ain't no way a born-again Christian can be a homosexual. They ain't no way. I mean, I'm going to tell you what. I mean, you look at it and everybody says, well, it's global warming, this and that. It's because of your sin, thank God. I'm going to tell you something. As we was talking in Sunday school, there is always a punishment for your sin. There is always a punishment for your sin. The wages of sin is death. Thank God, though, there's a way out of it. I'm going to tell you, even though I said all that, I'm going to tell you what, there's a way out of it. I've heard testimony after testimony of people getting born again, even when the world said that they never could, even when the family said that they never could, and they got born again, and they got right with God, and they gave up their sin, and they put it all to God. I don't care if it's popular anymore. I don't care if I'm popular anymore. It don't make a hill of beans to me just as long as I can preach the word of God and I can stand in faith believing that Jesus, what was said in the Bible, every single bit of it was true from Genesis down to Revelation. And thank God one day he's going to come home and get me and I'm going home with him. And thank God I won't have to live in this sinful world anymore. Been silent too long, folks. When the casino started coming into Bristol, that's when we saw a few churches rising up. Amen. I don't care if you believe in it or not; it's not biblically right. Amen. It's not biblically right. You can you can argue to me all day long till the cows come home, but the only thing you're going to argue to is a Bible. Hey, man, it's not biblically right, but we saw churches rise up against the field. But you know what really got on my nerves is the churches that was condoning it, the churches that was supporting it, thank God. That's the problem today. When we ought to be saying no. No, I don't want my kids around that field I don't want my kids to see it I don't want to see a family Whose daddy goes down there And bets everything he's got And loses it all And his family He can't even feed his own family I don't want to see it Church has been silent Way too long We've just, you know, we've welcomed it all you know what I used to I used to think now just to hear me out when I was stuck in the biker patch I used to think that my town my community was perfect I thought black Hollow was the greatest thing on earth man praise God you could you could be down there in your front yard and somebody come by and blow that old horn wave at you thank God and I traded that in for holding a sign and being cussed at I'm gonna tell you what though right now is the time when the church we need a revival I'm not talking about one of these little revival. I'm talking about going out there where the sinners are and preaching the Word of God do you realize and I, I, I used to go to Rhythm and Roots but I ain't going no more I'm not supporting it no more but did you do you realize that they're gonna have a beer garden during Rhythm and Roots this year they've turned that musical fest Praise God, I love bluegrass. Amen. Thank God for it. There's just something about it. But now it's beer grass. We've turned, we've turned something good into something bad. Now you can just go down there and get your beer and stand on the street and talk to everybody coming and going. And you know something else I heard this week? I was flipping through the channels on my way over to Honeacre this week and I heard a song on there and it was, it was a guy talking about how he's not the church going type but he likes to drink beer and talk about God. I'm going to tell you something. We've been silent too long. There's something wrong with that. Amen something ain't right something didn't take thank God but I'm going to tell you what the greatest thing I ever done was get down on my knees and accept my calling to preach I didn't know how I was going to do it I've always been a bold person if you ask me something I'll tell you exactly what I think I've always been that way ask, brother Ted there amen I gave my calling to preach and as soon as I gave my calling to preach I sat down and that preacher looked at me straight in the eyes. I'm all, I'm gonna be the preacher here, Dennis. He looked at me straight in the eyes and I said, People are gonna hate you, Dalton. Preaching the word of God. You stand on this word, you do what Jesus says, though, you're gonna have you a home in heaven one day. God's gonna take you places that you never dreamed. Ever since then, you can't shut me up. <laughs> Ever since then. I realize that even though, even though it's not accepted, amen, even though the old-time preachers ain't accepted in the world no more, God will always make a place for us. God will always be there. Do you realize no matter how many times people pervert the Word of God, no matter how many times that they make a new version of the Word of God, they steal one version that's right. No matter how many interpretations is made No matter how many opinions is made There's one opinion And there's one interpretation that's right You know You can look at this right here And I got all these little notes here Amen You see all these little notes They're garbage Man wrote them little notes A scholar wrote them little notes But you see this right here God wrote them God wrote them Listen, what I'm telling you is, stop listening to man's doctrine. Start listening to God's doctrine. Start looking up to Jesus. Stop looking down. Hey man, I'm going to tell you, there's no reason for anybody in the house of God that's been born again, blood washed. I'm going to tell you, there's no reason for you to be ashamed. There's no reason. You had a Savior that went to the cross of Calvary that gave up everything that he had in heaven to come down here to live a perfect life, to be tempted like he was. Everything that's thrown our way was thrown his way. And he was still perfect. Gave up the luxuries of heaven. For what? For me. For you. For you, Mildred. For you, brother. For you, sister. For every single body that's in here. He gave it all up. And now today, now today, people want the watered-down version. People don't want to hear what God has to tell them no more. People get offended of it no more. You know, my Bible says in the last days, these things will be so. We've got people today that don't even want to come to the house of God. And in the back of their mind, in the back of their mind, they know that's where they need to be you ever notice that you can ask somebody that don't come to church hey why don't you come to church they say well I'll tell you what I know I need to go but I don't feel comfortable they know it's time for us as a church as a family to stand up to stand up get rid of these abominations keep the ungodliness out of our community somebody said well one person can't make the difference that ain't right You look at Jesus, how one person made the difference. How one person from that one man saved a multitude of sins and a multitude of people from going to hell. Look at Achan. Look at Achan. Done exactly what God told him not to do. And it cost him the battle because he done wrong. One person, folks. One person can make the difference. Do you realize if God's touching your heart right now to come pray and to come get right, you can start a revival in this church. You can start a revival in our community. You can start a revival in our country. But what do you have to do? Stand up and stop being silent. Stand up and stop being silent. Once again, Daniel could have just packed it up. Daniel could have said well you know what maybe they're right oh boy he he just went there maybe they're right I think a lot of times we've sold out on that saying well maybe they're right I'm going to tell you what it's word of God it's the truth it'll always be the truth it will never change I don't care who preaches it I don't care about who holds it it will never change It's the same today as it was yesterday. The same way with Jesus. He'll never change. Thank God. Somebody come to the piano. Ma'am, come to the piano. Amen. Let us all stand this morning. I'm telling you, folks. It's time to stand on God. It's time to keep standing up for God. No matter what the world says. No matter. Just no matter. If it goes against the Word of God, stand up stand up with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning if you need to come pray this morning please come please come you know what you need most importantly you may have somebody on your heart that you need to pray for please